it's like, oh, singles, be content um, until you get married. But it's just like, no, the Christian life is an mm-hmm. ongoing journey of, yeah. of you know, battling to believe the truth about God and what God says about us. I'm going to take one, baby. What's going on, everybody? We are back again for another installment of Take One Podcast. And uh, we actually are picking back up for this part two of part one of another conversation that came before part two. Y'all got it. Um, (laughs) So we got a nice little crew uh, with us this afternoon. Uh, My guy, Aaron. Yo, 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 what's up? (laughs) Like it, man. Came prepared. Our girl, Justice. Hey, y'all. Sir Gregory, as usual. You already know what it is. And we got our girl, Adriana, soon to be uh, Mrs. Steele. Mm Mm-hmm. What's up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me, I got to come over to the mic. Yeah, we got to. I'm multitasking today, y'all. <laughs> but she holding down. And so, uh, yeah, man, so we, we back at it again. Cool, cool, cool. So uh, last time we started off this conversation, or we ended the first conversation just really talking about um, how, how singles and the church sometimes feel as if they are treated as, like, less than or as if they aren't whole. Um, and we talked about last time how singles needing to be seen as whole humans um, um, and not being seen as like not whole, right? Um, so just to go ahead and get back into it and hopefully this this question can just um, start the dialogue again. Um, how do we affirm our identities in Christ as single people? And how can the church also support that? I started off deep already. Yeah, <laughs> jumped right into it. Jumped in. I think the first thing I think about is looking at characteristics of Christ that, and just characteristics in general that like we want to embody um, as a whole and be able to like speak that into our lives. Like, how am I loving other people? How am I, if it's a community, how am I gathering with other people um, and just showing up mm-hmm. in ways like that? What's up? Yeah, I, th- I think um, kind of going off that, it's like just that that speaking the truth, like just speaking truth into um, singles' lives, uh, single people's lives, and um, going into like, you know, you you are a whole human. That's why I'm coming to you and I'm, I'm speaking to you and I'm loving you because of, you know, um, I want to push you towards Christ, you know, and things of that sort. And so I think a lot of it is like, how, and definitely how the church can support that is just speaking truth, you mm-hmm. know. I think I talked about it before, which I should have listened to the podcast before <laughs> part one, but um, I think I've said it before of like, man, the church, the best way the church can do is not treat us, you know, single us out. Like, I know we are singles, but <laughs> not to single us out, but like just constantly speak truth. The same thing you will say to the marriage folks. Yeah, the wording may be a little different, mm-hmm. but that's what you speak to us, you know, push us forward and towards Christ, you know, as you are telling a married couple to, to y'all both seek after the Lord, tell me the same thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's rich. So you would say the church can just pretty much support you by treating you the same as, as everybody else. Yeah. Some may disagree with me on that, but that's what, that's the way I see it. Like, I don't want to be, 
I don't want you to just put so much highlight on my singleness, especially if I'm not like it's some people I know who really desire to be married. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm just like, yeah, I desire it, but that's not my forefront right now. And because of that, it's just like, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to invite me to single only events or like, that's fine. But but it's it's crazy because like, that's what some people say they want. Like they they want the singles ministry. So that's what I'm saying. That's Uh, what the difference between me and I think some other women or men, like, I, that's not where I'm at right now in life. And I think some other people, that's where they are. Of Like, no, I want to be married. I want to, you know, which is not bad at all. Uh-huh. But I'm just not there, I think. So do you feel like, this just an open question to, to anybody. Um, do you guys maybe get the sense of that our culture, even our evangelical church culture, have maybe put like, have, have idolized marriage? And this goal to, to get married? Yeah, I think so for sure. I think um, that's why we always talk about I'm a whole person, I'm a whole person. It's just like you're not. Sometimes I think it's this idea that you haven't made it yet and um, you're not defined as a person without having a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, opposed to like all of us being whole with Christ, Jesus himself. And I, I think like going to how can the church affirm us in our identities, I think not just single people like I'm sure mothers want to be defined as themselves and not just as being a mother. Or, you know, a husband may want to be, yeah, I'm identified as a husband, but I'm also Sir Gregory. I'm also Arquez. You know what I mean? Like, I think all of us want to be defined as, like, who we are as people. Not always, like, one status or Mm. one piece. Like, we are all dynamic people. Yes, yes, And so it's like, if you're just defining me, if you look at me and all you see is single and that's the problem. If you look at me, all you see is black. That's a problem. It's just, just, you could just go, keep, keep going. But we all are dynamic people with different issues and desires. And just, you know, mm-hmm. and if you just are looking at me as like a single person that needs to be fixed, then yeah. you're not seeing me, you know, and you're like projecting whatever you think about singleness onto me. Uh, sorry, I got a little bit too no. in the weeds. But, <laughs> no. uh, and I do I do think the church has definitely made marriage an idol. Like, you're more spiritual if you're married. You're more, you know, and it's just like, not really. Mm. Not really. There are people that are, I guess, spiritually anemic that are married <laughs> and also those that are single. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, we all need the body of Christ. We all need each other to point us towards yep. Jesus, right. period, no right. matter what our, our status is. And it's kind of like we we live in our culture right now is like the end goal in Christianity is marriage. It's just like, yeah. no, it's not. Like, it's actually Christ, you know, at the end of the day. But, yeah. yeah. And I even think through that, like, idolization of marriage, it's also looked down upon if you're single as a sign of immaturity. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not ready to take that next step. It's like, you go to high school, society standards, the, the church is adopting these society standards of like, you go to high school, you go to college, um, after college or during college, like you're looking for your spouse, mm-hmm. you're gonna get married, and then after you get married, you're gonna have kids. Some couples don't wanna have kids, and it's this perpetuation of this is what is expected, and this is what you have to do in order to maintain this status quo of like, yes, I'm the ideal Christian or something like that. And I think to even to add on to that is like the reality of not everybody's going to get married. Like, and, but we live in a culture right now that marriage or, you know, you're going to get married, you're going to have a wife, you're going to have a husband. But what if they don't? And they are like living their life thinking 
like I'm gonna get married like one day you know one day someday I'm gonna you know be a wife or a husband and there's so much danger in that and that's how I think we lead to idolizing marriage because of that because the world is telling us like well you're gonna get married one day you're gonna you know and it's like that's not necessarily true so it's like that's why it's like we have to focus on Christ and not necessarily the tangible things that are are gifts to us um which are like marriage is a gift that's given to some people but not everybody is going to actually get married can i ask i was thinking about how the question does the church idolize marriage and i think sometimes a misinterpreted passage genesis chapter 2 uh when it says uh, verse 18 then the lord god said it's not good that the man should be alone i will make him a helper fit for him so, yeah, you can definitely, uh, you know, pull out a principal application uh, in the context of marriage. You know, the wife is uh, a, a helper uh, of the man. But as a single, how do our singles read this? How do we how do we break this down, and make it applicable for them? Uh, is that all of man is it, not good for us to be alone. If you're a Christian, it's not good for you to be alone, whether Amen. you're single, married or not. This is right. a communal aspect yes, reflecting absolutely. a communal God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So we gotta we gotta really uh, redeem this passage, you know, in a sense, uh, help people apply uh, more properly. That's helpful for the whole scope of the body, and not just oh, you single, you alone, it ain't good. What your spouse said, you know. But no, this this can be applied even for marriage, you know, um, for any context uh, of relationships. Man, that's rich. Um, and like even as we talk about singles, I think a lot of times we think of like when we think of the single ministry, we think of maybe like those who are um, maybe early 20s, early 30s who are still single. And I think a lot of times we we forget or to mention or think about, you know, those who who may have, you know, been married once or may have had kids or but now they are, you know, single again, and they still are wrestling with and struggling with the same thing. Um, and so I believe that it's not, like, even in our singleness, or I'm married now, so I can't say our, but, yes, in the, our mankind um, singleness. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, in our singleness, like, we are whole individuals, and it's nothing wrong with desiring a spouse, but now kind of, the question I, I want to put on the table is, man, like, how do you or like, how do we find ourselves kind of going back and forth between discontentment and discontentment? Um, I think, how do we wrestle with that? <laughs> I think it kind of flows in rhythms. Um, for me, uh, individually, there are times where I'm content in my singleness, and then there are times where I'm not and I'm longing for a spouse. Um, and I think for me, the wrestling part is, um, am I ready? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a cop-out question that I ask myself because I don't think anyone is, like there's not this standard of like, you're ready right now. <laughs> and that, that would, if I keep that mentality, like it will always push me further and further out of saying, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. Um, so it's, I don't know. It's, it, to me, it's it's a waiting game because I think I'm through with like trying to find her. Um, I just need God to like 
putter in my life. <laughs> Make it plain for me, because, I mean, I'm not. Let me go to sleep like Adam and wake up and see. <laughs> so, you, so what you pretty much saying is that you're a bow ass right for your roof. Hey, 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 hey. Roof, come sit at my feet. <laughs> come on. Come on. That's what's up. Yeah, I think um, I definitely had the waves uh, before this, like, last year. My life has changed a lot in a year. But for, like, seven years before that, uh, definitely <laughs> went back and forth between, like, I'm chilling, you know. I talked about this later. I had Cheerios for uh, dinner, and it was great. And then other times I was like, man, you know, I am kind of lonely, whatever. I think what helped me the most in my discontent times was the body of Christ. Um, going back to what Artez was saying about no man is meant to be an island, and that's very true. That doesn't mean that you have to be married mm. to, you know, not be lonely, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, like, going to people's houses, this is all pre-COVID, of course, but hanging out with, like, my brothers and sisters in Christ helped mm. a whole lot. And then, as Justice said last time, just, like, remembering that I'm never alone. God is always with me. And finding my comfort in God, that helped a lot with the discontentment. And then the contentment, it was like, let me soak it up. Um, but I do feel like there were there were definitely seasons where I was just like, okay, Lord. like, um, Especially, like, I remember my 30th birthday. I was like, okay, God, so I'm 30 now? And <laughs> it's I, mean, time. I don't know if you knew. I mean, I know you knew. I know you know I'm 30, but I just wanted to remind you. You know what I'm saying? You were there when I was born. I just wanted to remind you that I'm 30. And, you know, looking at my watch. But <laughs> it really... I think just from reminding myself that I'm whole in Christ, that mm. was big. Again, finding my comfort and that hanging out with people, it really, really helps to just get out of your head and not yeah. allow that idol to, to kind of take over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of like the same way. Um, definitely not perfect of like I'm always content yeah. in, being in my singleness, but during those times of discontentment, it's like I have to constantly speak truth like to myself of like, you know, like, I'm not lonely, I'm not, you know, whatever, but it's like, my identity is found in Christ, and even if, even in a marriage, what would that look like, and like, so thankful to be around married people, and like, to see the, the, the real relationship, and it's like, not saying like, I look at these marriages, and be like, oh man, I'm not ready, well, maybe sometimes I do that, but, <laughs> but sometimes just looking at them, and be like, man, this is, this is a lot of sacrifice, this is a lot of these things, and everything like that, and I can't fall back on like, man, I'm not ready for that. But knowing truth of like, I know the Lord's going to sustain me in marriage, but like also truth, the Lord is sustaining me right now. And so yes. trying in a sense, allowing, like just speaking truth um, to be, get pulled out of that discontentment um, and just leaning on the Lord essentially. So, and again, contentment, I'm just, I'm soaking it up. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm glad I ain't got to, you know, do the casual check-ins and stuff like that. So, so yeah. So, so brother Artez, senior, <laughs> um, you're married. You've been married for six years now. Seven and a half. Seven. Oh my goodness, longer than some people been alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, like even even in hearing all this, I'm married as well, and so I like to hear from you. Like even as you kind of heard, like their battle with discontentment and contentment just with singleness, can you speak into just like some of those same battles you have felt or dealt with even being married? Yeah, I mean, that's just the human heart, uh, no matter the context. We, mm -hmm. we take that 
default. Uh, no matter where we go, um, no matter our relationship status, no matter our job status, it just seemed like it's always an inward battle of saying thank you, God, for what you had provided. Um, and so being married, you know, that battle didn't stop. You're talking about, you know, feeling uh, discontent when you look at other couples who have families, mm-hmm. you know, or other couples who had a, a different place financially that you are, you know, and, and, and uh, myself and Ebony. Um, and so, uh, and I mean, sometimes you, 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 you find that battle and like, wow, I really thought she was going to, you know, do this for me. And then it just shows I was putting so much weight on my spouse, as great as a, a, a wife she is. And she'll say the same thing about me too. Like, man, this dude, he, you know, he all right, but he ain't my all. But no, real talk, it, it goes back to, you know, when I was single, I, I, I'm probably jumping ahead, but when I was, if I can go back and tell my single self, Artez, be grateful for what you have ahead of you. Yes. Like, um, and try to learn, man, ask God, make me more other-centered. Mm. Like, show me them selfish ways that I have now mm. um, and make me more others-centered uh, because it, it just, when you get married, it just exposes it on a whole nother level. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't got no, no choice uh, living with that person. And so, um, so anyway, the, the battle don't stop. You know, your, your spouse, your husband, your wife do not fix your discontentment. Uh, it's the Lord uh, is the person who, who has that remedy for you to continue to reorient your heart with thanksgiving, saying, God, you're the only person that can fulfill everything yeah. that I need. Amen. But I'm grateful for these other good gifts, but these good gifts are supposed to point me back to you. Man, like those words so wise because like me being single and, and like I remember I remember nights of just loneliness, nights in my room dreaming of like when I get married, it's gonna be over. You know, like in my mind marriage was that end goal that was gonna solve all the problems. Mm-hmm. And of course, you get married and you go on on the honeymoon and you come back home and oh my God, best thing ever. <laughs> Then, then one day you just kind of wake up and you know it just it's just normal. But then you, but then those same feelings of loneliness or or just insecurities or just discontentment was still there. And and like Tess, I mean, you said it perfectly. Like that's that's our human heart. You know what I'm saying? And and I've learned and I continue to learn that man, whether it's being single, whether it's being childless, whether it's like you said, um, I'm at this stage in my life. Um, there's just always different battles um, that we always have to speak truth to ourselves. Um, and, I, and, I, and I think that's the hardest thing about the Christian life that we don't talk about, even in this conversation. It's like, um, it's like, oh, singles, be content um, until you get married. But it's just like, no, the Christian life is a ongoing journey of of you know battling to believe the truth about God and what God says about us, yeah. um, that's why it's so hard. That's good. So the better question would be: Are you content in the Lord, or finding discontentment in the Lord? You know, but, come on and preach. You know. <laughs> Go ahead, preach that real quick, So yeah, like like we're seeing that uh, the the single and married like day to day realities may be different, but we all still struggle with contentment. Mm-hmm. The human heart is the human heart. Period. Um, so. I guess I hope that we're seeing like there is there is definitely a large bridge between single and married people in the church. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be so awkward and weird. Um, 
but also like how do we honor God in our interactions with married and single brothers and sisters in Christ? So I'm saying this is kind of a little leftover from the last time <laughs> <laughs> to clarify because I was saying that as a single woman in particular in, in ministry, I don't like it when people just assume I'm some kind of temptress and I want their husband mm. and nobody wants their husband with them, you know, and like that whole thing. Um, but there are some boundaries yeah. that should be in place. We don't want there to be an appearance of any, any sin. So like, how do we honor these relationships and stay in community with each other, but also make sure we are honoring God in every way from appearances to, to everything. Well, that's a um, big question, Adriana. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing it out there. <laughs> I just think communication is key. Yeah. Um, we, well, I make, you know, a lot of assumptions sometimes. You know, uh, you have a thousand conversations in your head with yourself. You know, you ain't talking to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just placing these thoughts or placing these judgments or whatever on people. And I think... You know, it looked different from person to person in light of the boundaries you, you asked about, Adriana. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it is considering, you know, that person more important than yourself and also asking, like, is this okay? You know, the time that I'm spending with this person or talking to this person, you know, on the phone. And, and, and I think that's things, those things need to be laid before the Lord. Right. Because, again, what, what's a freedom or a boundary for another brother or sister may not be the same for that other brother and sister, you know. Yep. So we don't want to, mm-hmm. we don't want to die on the hill necessarily on non-essentials, you know, or uh, you know, just kind of, uh, just kind of, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, Splitting hairs. Splitting hairs, kind of putting our convictions on other people, mm-hmm. but we we do want to let the scriptures, you know, navigate those things. Um, but at the end of the day, I do think it's just it's communicating uh, with one another. Um, and not just making uh, certain assumptions about, yeah. oh, that person is single, so she is trying to invade, or, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So anyway, and, and the married brothers or the, the married sisters, again, you need to be in communication with your spouse because I think that's the biggest, that's one of the biggest people that you want to look out to, to serve and to make sure that you're honoring them as you honor God. Yeah, and I think for me practically, you talked about having convictions or having principles that like you're going by when you're interacting in those conversations and for me it's if I'm texting one of my married friends uh, that's female um, I normally do a group text with her husband on there Mm -hmm. that's just a protection that I do for myself and I notice myself doing that more I'm like why do I why do I am I doing this but I was like because I ain't trying to have nobody come up and see (laughs) me that's good bro I mean I think that's a good practice like not like not out of fear, but even out of out of respect for the marriage, you know. Like, hey, I respect you enough to include you in this. I respect you enough to know that I don't have a thought of sin in my mind, but I want to protect all of us. I want to protect you from even, you know, going there. So, so I think that's a good practice. Um, and I, and Adriana, like, I feel like this question is is can be hard to answer because just 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 being real we all are flawed humans with different insecurities and i you can as a single person have done nothing wrong you you can say good morning brad and and the woman because of her you know insecurities or the wife can just be like why she say good morning to you like that because she dealing with something in in her heart and so it's like 
you know, it's like it's not on the on a single person, but it's just you know human beings, and we all dealing with our own sin and got to work through it too. Yeah, yeah, and I def- <laughs> definitely echo what Aaron was saying about the group text. Like, mm-hmm. that's such a pra- thank you for that. That's such a practical thing to do. Just include everybody. And I know for me, like, I work with a lot of men in general. And so I try to get to know their wives. I know that that may be a bit much, but it's just like, I want you to know, hey, girl, I see you there. I just need to know X from your husband, you know, that type of thing. Um, So, yeah, I want to, I know we're getting low on time, but I do want to get to these questions. And I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. Michael Davis wants us to answer these questions, y'all. And so, yeah, I'm putting them out there. Oh, Mike sent these out? Yes, these are the ones from Mike. Um, But he wants to talk about dating. Um, And I think, I, I understand why he's saying that, because I do think we need some, you know, the Bible doesn't have, like, a chapter on dating per se. So I think it is good for us to apply some biblical principles to the way we do this in our modern society. So... Um, last time, and I'm going to link it to last time because we had some funny moments. If you have not listened to that podcast, I encourage you to do that. Anyway, we talked about some of our wonderful brothers and sisters and saints trying to put (laughs) us with any and everybody, okay? (laughs) But seriously, what are some healthy expectations and standards when it comes to dating? Ooh. (laughs) crickets. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it for real for real goes back to communication. Yeah. Like uh, was said earlier, you, you have to communicate with, with yourself, with the person you're talking about dating and also with other people. Um, you don't, we're, we're not doing this alone. Um, one, one of my friends, whenever he's hanging out with a girl that he's been dating, he'll say, this is the most embarrassing thing that happened during that time. Something that is just it's not crossing boundaries that they have, but it's just, it's putting in open this rhythm of communication of, okay, this happened, um, and just talking about it and being open and honest. And I think it, it takes relationships to be able to be open and honest and have that authentic um, experience with your brothers uh, or sisters in Christ that you're talking to. Yeah, I guess I guess <laughs> Um, no, I think that uh, communication is very much so key um, within those, like, communication and knowing the intentions. Like, what is your intent here? Like, what are y'all intentions? And being able to communicate that back and forth. And I also think from that, knowing what the intentions are, that's where you move forward, you know, and setting expectations and, and being able to set boundaries or standards or whatever it may be um, to have a healthy or healthy dating, you know, experience. And I think some of those boundaries is going to look like, okay, is this something that I just want, like, on my end, or is this something, you know, that we're both agreeing to, you know? So, so yeah, I think communication is very um is very very important but communicate to just really set those intentions like what are your intentions here like if you're gonna ask me out for the first day hey what are your kind of like yes we're getting to know each other but by the end of that first day like I want to kind of know what what you're trying to do here you know like what what's the goal here you know I'm not saying like we got to jump to marriage that quickly but just definitely want to kind of state those intentions I think one of the things too communication and intentions and just a good lit lit litness or litmus. <laughs> 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 I 
a good test. <laughs> no, uh, a good test, you know, is this person moving you closer to yeah. Christ? Mm-hmm. Is there is there an overall pattern? Mm-hmm. Not perfectly, mm-hmm. right? But is that person moving you more to, to Christ or to themselves or away from or away from Christ in your yeah. walk with God? And I get it, you know, people can put on the front, you know what I'm saying, super spiritual and whatnot. But, you know, use wisdom. Um, I think that's a good standard to have. You know, you look at the conversations, the time y'all hanging out, and whatever it may be, and you ask yourself, do I love Jesus more? Or is it, it's, it's been more of a struggle. Mm. That's something to kind of uh, be mindful of. And have other people kind of process that, process that with you um, in terms of, you know, this person in your life and if y'all got a future. Date and community. There you go. Yeah, y'all, so our test was trying to see, do we have time? I'm sorry, y'all. Kyle is normally on the ones and twos. I didn't realize this doesn't track how much time we've been going. I don't know how long we've been going. It could be two hours, but whatever. Um, I do, like, go on with that. I think looking at the person's fruit and, like, you can't really see the fruit until you have been dating them for a while. So dating in itself is a risk, and I think that's something that I've had to learn as, like, an Enneagram 6 that's risk-averse. But at any rate, it's, it's a risk, you know? Um, but I think like dating and getting to know the person and kind of holding them loosely and then also holding your feelings for them mm. loosely until mm. you really get to see their fruit. Um, cause I think sometimes we can like, Oh, finally, like there's a fellow believer. Mm. You want to believe everything. That person <laughs> the laughs are, are telling me I'm not the only one, but it's like, Oh yeah, it's a fellow believer. Like she fine, he fine, whatever. And, okay, like, I want to believe everything they're saying. But I, I think it's really, really important to hold that person loosely. Like, whatever they have said, make sure there is fruit behind that that you have seen with your own eyes, not just things that they are telling you. And just give it time. Right. Give it time. And I definitely agree with what Aaron is saying. Like, you do it in community. So it's not just you that's looking at the fruit. It's your church community that's looking at the fruit and can tell you, like, yeah, no, that's real. I saw this. I saw X. Because sometimes we really can be blinded by mm. our, I won't even say our love is blind, but it's just our expectations or like our dreams can kind of shadow, overshadow the person and who they really are. Yeah. I think that just goes, Why are you laughing? I think that just goes back to when we first started about talking about like the, the idolizing marriage. And so yeah. it's like you become in that dating phase, you're almost like you're willing to sacrifice some of the things you actually want mm. just so that I can get married. Cause I, you know, really desire that or like that's been idolized. And so it's like, man, the dating stage is so important because you got to be careful that you're not just like, all right, well, I'm going to look a blind, have a blind eye to that side because he loves the Lord, you know, at the end of the day. And that's good enough. So yeah. So yeah. I have, I have, I faint it. I hate when people say this, but it's funny to me. I faint it. Like I have definitely seen women say, well, he says he goes to church. He goes to church. Go to church. You know what I'm saying? He invites you for Bible study. There are no Bibles. Like, we can't just, Mm-mm. you know, yes. and, and I think I was going to say, too, like, I feel like community really helps with mm-hmm. that. Like, they help so much because there are certain things I've had. I, let me be honest. There are things I've had to sacrifice that I needed to sacrifice that I didn't want to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And I needed Serena to say, girl, you tripping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but in the same way, it may be something that I'm willing to sacrifice that is not what I'm supposed to be sacrificing. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? And so I think, like, that godly wisdom 
having that around you, I just, yeah, like, I got to the point with dating, it was like, Lord, you're going to have to pick them, and I need you to, like, guide me in this, because clearly I am not doing a good job picking them <laughs> on my own. Right. Uh, anyway, sorry, I don't want to get on a tangent, but anything to add in? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a joke, but y'all keep talking about dating somebody and somebody saying, oh, yeah, they're a Christian. But I'm like, what does that mean? Right, yeah. <laughs> you you trying to set me up with somebody and that's, oh, but but they're a Christian. I'm like, okay, can you tell me some more <laughs> about what that means? And not like you, like you, we said, we talked about not trying to be over spiritual, but like those things are important. Do they read their Bible? Right. <laughs> like, are they at a, even a member at a church? Like, what are, what are, what are the receipts? I need to see them. Yes. The fruit. Nah, that's, that's hilarious. And the only thing I want to add to the people listening is even what Adriana and Justin just said about dating and community and having people give you wisdom. The next step is you got to be willing to accept the yeah. wisdom. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. When I was a sophomore in college, I just gave my life to Christ. <laughs> I met this pretty little girl, <laughs> and I'm on fire for Christ. And the first thing I said was, are you a Christian? She said, I go to church sometime. I said, that's all I need to hear. <laughs> no lie. I went back to my everybody in my community, my brothers, my sisters, like my mentors. They always like, bro, cut her off. This is not it. I was like, I just got to pray harder for her, y'all. That's not, you know what? I'm, I got to pray for her. Long story short, um, that ended with heartbreak and just too much um because I was not willing to accept the advice and wisdom of those I trusted. So, yeah. But yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, well, we are, I know, I know for sure that we probably <laughs> are over our time, even though I did not time this like I should have. Um, but I, I think this is important, just real quick, real quick. And if we can put in that, in, in your answer to this question, like any closing thoughts, advice you have for, for singles. Um, but okay, you know how church folks like to like you go to coffee and they see you out and it's like, oh, they're they're about to get married, you know that whole thing like zero to a hundred. Mm-hmm. So like, what is too fast when it comes to the pro- pro- progression of Christian dating relationships, Ooh. and how can the church just support people taking their time and all of that? And, and again, once you answer this question, please also just share any closing thoughts you have for the people. <laughs> I'll go first then and go ahead and give my closing thoughts. Um, a scripture does not come to mind. It does not. But two, two revolutionary songs do come to mind. Um, one is by John Legend. He says, he, he says, we're just ordinary people. <laughs> Maybe we should take it slow. Then the next song comes from um, Bobby Valentino, who says, slow down. Oh, no. I just want to get to know. <laughs> but <laughs> Bobby V says, slow down. Um, I don't necessarily think it's a time limit because, like, People are different, but there is, you know, something to maybe take your time and not, you know, feel rich. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think I kind of have a, a saying. I was like, what's for them is what's for them. And so, like, what I may consider fast may not be fast to them. And so, which is kind of hard because it's like, 
dang, like, you know, they, I thought they just started dating, you know, but it's just at the end of the day, like what's for them is what's for them. And um, I think it goes back, like, I think for me personally, it's like, I want to get to know whoever I'm dating and um, I want them to actually be a friend. Like, you know, fall in, I want to see them as a whole person, not just someone I'm dating, you know? And so, um, so I think it ties back to that. Or in, even when we're talking about, you know, cause I didn't say much on it, but like the boundaries that are set within like a single person interacting with a married couple, like I can talk to a, a married man because we have a friendship you know and the same thing there like I feel like I can't see I can't just see him as a single person of like I can potentially date but also like a brother in Christ and so I think it goes back to like as far as going too fast it's like what's for them is what's for them all I can do is pray and hope they're doing it you know within the time frame they need to do what's for me is like I want to get to know this person on all levels, you know, I think there's like a saying going on right now of like, you need to, who before you marry whoever you marry, not saying you could perfectly do this, but like, you need to see them in all stages of like being broke, being broke, you know, like <laughs> being broke, being happy, being mad, like all those different things. I'm trying to just see all those stages. Hopefully that don't last, you know, for more than a few years or whatever, but but yeah, I think it just depends on who it is. <laughs> not a few Good. years of brokenness. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's a limit. There's a limit. <laughs> um, I hate the timeline in Christian culture dating um, because I feel like it can be really rushed, in my opinion. Um, and there's a myriad of reasons why it's rushed. Um, and I think Christians, if I'm being honest, want to throw out like purity as a reason. It's just mm-hmm. like you don't want to be tempted. Oh, like hurry up and do this. But I'm like, I need to know her and like do I even like her past six months and already trying to plan a wedding? Because uh, yeah, that, that, that is, that's a lot for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like justice. What, what you said about <laughs> what's right for you is right for you. And yeah. um, I can seek wisdom and pray and have people around me. But at the end of the day, I just got to make a decision that I think um, is honoring to God and honoring to her. Uh, but for me, closing thoughts is, Man, being single, I think overall having roommates has been a blessing uh, because you're living with someone. This is the first time in my life where I want to live alone. And I told my mentor that, and he was like, no. Um, having roommates is your pre-stage of being married. Like, you're going to be living with someone. You're going to hate them at times. You're not going to agree with the way they do things. Um, so it's just, it's a, it was, when he said that, that was an eye-opener for me. I'm like, man, I'm going to be living with someone forever until I die. <laughs> and that, that that's a lot. And so I'm willing to do that. And I'm using that as my uh, grounds to be successful in it, maybe. It's <laughs> good, man. Uh, just speaking from personal experience, I would just say it's always easier to speed up than to slow down. Uh, you move too fast. A lot of stuff get invested. Everybody catching feelings. You realize, oh, shoot, we probably need to slow down, cut it off. I mean, there's feelings. So take it slow. You can always speed up when you sensing, y'all collectively sensing like, you know, there's a, there's a future, you know, next step, whatever. Um, but closing thoughts, man, I would just say we, we going to mess up. Um, we all, you know, laughing at stories. Uh, and, uh, this, that's why there's grace for these, uh, mess ups. Um, you know, 
but it's also grace and healing for our hearts when we misplace them into a person to think that they can fulfill us. But I would say one of the biggest things that helped me, I think all of y'all said this at some point, community, mm-hmm. but talking to old heads who mm-hmm. been married uh, or been single, you know what I'm saying, for quite some time. And so for God to, to speak to me through them has been really reaffirming just in my singleness, um, engagement, and even marriage uh, right now. All right, so I guess I'll end it. I will say, with, when it comes to the progression, I agree with taking it slow. Um, my fiance and I were friends first, even though everybody thought we were dating. We actually weren't. Um, and so, <laughs> no, I prom- like I promise y'all, we really were friends. Um, and so I did get to see him as a true person, and I got to see him in quarantine too. <laughs> so I think, um, and I, but I will say that we are definitely getting married faster than I thought we were going to get married. Um, and so also realizing that you really need to be guided by God and your community. And I know before he proposed, he, prayer, he did prayer fasting, sought wisdom from Michael and all these other people. Um, and I think I was praying at the same time, not even knowing that it was coming so soon, but just, mm-hmm. just praying about it. So I hope if you hear anything from me and, and us, you hear to do this all in community uh, and to seek the Lord in everything you're doing. Uh, so that's it, y'all. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Richard, so <laughs>